What is up, everybody? It's Three Walls in the VLP. We are back. It is December 2nd. Happy Christmas time. It is Mike. It is Matt. Matt, what's going on, man? Mike, I just realized I haven't done an introduction in probably three months. What's up with that? I mean, you're just not taking the bull by the horns, man. What You know, after I hit, hit that crack, it's, it's open season. I'm just the first a, one to talk. You got a beanie on today. You got a microphone. It's just he's he's on LinkedIn. He's all official. Had the microphone. Beanie's new. Shout out William Murray Goffco. Best beanie <laughs> in the world. He got it in three other colors. I think I'm gonna get it in all three. So let me spin this back on. I'm I'm doing well. It was a nice Wednesday, Mike. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, man. I'm living. Woke up, still breathing. Went to the gym. Worked. Can't ask for much more. <laughs> Okay. But let's get this going as we typically do when it's just me and you with our with our question of the day. Uh so this past weekend, I don't know if you know, there was a boxing event. There was. Uh, for those of you that this is an audio medium, but I did quotes around boxing event. Uh headlined by Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. in a glorified workout. Uh but the undercard was Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, one of the Paul guys, a YouTuber versus former NBA guy. And Nate Robinson got starched. Absolutely starched. He might still be face down on that, on the canvas. Could still be unconscious, but (laughs) this, this is, this got me thinking, you know, how celebrities are always saying like, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. Like I could jump into that ring. So Matt, I want to know what your dream celebrity fight matchup is it could be a celebrity versus celebrity athlete versus athlete celebrity versus athlete but they can't be an athlete that does combat sports oh you mean i'm not in on this i was i thought you meant like who's my who am i oh, going no. let's go no let's go. i don't i don't want i don't want who you're calling out i want i want celebrity matchup i'll give you so, so right. i've got a couple if you need a second to think yeah so you roll let me think on this one all right first up i want a three-man death match between Ed Sheeran, Rupert Grant, and Prince Harry. Because all three of those dudes look alike. And I'm like, I, I can't, like... <laughs> I'm like, we can't have three. We can't have all three of you, you know? No, let him go. Just, you know? Yeah, Ron, Weas- Ron Weasley? I, I mean, I think <laughs> I think Ron Weasley's coming out of that. I think he's got the, the best build. I think he's lanky. He's wiry. He's he seen some a, shit. Uh, a Royal Air Force pilot in some movie. Yeah. But then I've, I mean, I've also I'd also like to see Chris Evans versus Chris Hemsworth just to see who's the best, most attractive Chris. Like who would come out of that? And then give me Will Ferrell versus Vince Vaughn, just two gigantic bodied comedians. I think that'd be entertaining as hell. And then this one's the one I'm most excited about. I got Jack Black versus Zach Galifianakis. Oh, just two big old bearded. Hilarious folk, just like getting that. after it. But, but Matt, who, who, so, who, what's your dream matchup? You said they could be athletes. They could be athletes, but not combat athletes. sports. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think I got a few here. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Baker and Colin Cowherd just fight. <laughs> I think that would be hysterical. Just let him go. Just, I, I think one person has a distinct advantage in that, but I'd still like to see him just fight. Um, yep. What else? Who was the other one I was going to say? I'd like to see Miles Garrett and LeBron go at it. Why not? You know. Do they not well, get along? I don't no. know. Just, just because. I, know. I, I think I think everybody you mentioned probably gets along. I don't know. Um, Probably. I just didn't. I didn't know if there was like some deep seated Cleveland beef there. And then, so and my <laughs> as my final card, I would like to see the Queen of England go up against the Pope. That is my primetime matchup. <laughs> just let them go. I'd also like to see uh, Belichick and David Tyree just have like five minutes in the ring together. 
just to you know, just to let Belichick get those demons out for that ruin in the perfect season. That'd be fun. But, but all right, that's our get the get the gears going here. Question. I think I think they're getting better as we go on. They do. I I never expect the question that you ask every week. So it just throws me off so much. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, well, I'm worthless. You might as well just bring somebody else on. And no, yeah, no, I need, I need you thinking on your toes being All uncomfortable. Right. Okay. Um, but let's get into it. We got some college football playoff reaction to talk about. We got some NFL stuff to talk about, but breaking news that just came across before we started, Matt. That's our breaking news. Sound. I don't know. We're weak. Um, the Rockets and Wizards just executed a trade. John Wall for Russell Westbrook. Wow. And a first round pick's going back to Houston. So interesting. And Houston's saying they're gonna keep James Harden now. So I don't know. I, I it's interesting. NBA's two weeks away. Which is crazy to say. So ridiculous. Crazy to say. Uh, and LeBron just signed a two year extension so that he can play with his son in twenty twenty three. I mean, he's got more than two years in him. Yeah. I mean, he's said that that's his last goal to like play with his son in the NBA. So he's going to do it. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. No, but um, all right. That's talking basketball with three walls in the BLP. We do Um, it so well. um, All right. Let's get into college football. Not the most exciting. Oh, but weekly wagers recap. Yeah. Matt, you're welcome. Executed the first perfect day in weekly wagers history on co- on college football Saturday, going four and zero. So, needless to say, I lost. But I've been betting our picks as parlays since week one. So, shout out Matt for taking this bet or taking these four and putting them in a parlay, and I won close to four hundred dollars off of it. So, I'll happily give ten dollars to the pot on that one. But Matt, how's it feel to be perfect? Well, um, perfect you for know, a day. You know, it, it, just like any other day, I set the bar high and usually jump over it. So that is what it is. Yeah, you were coming off a three-week losing streak. So yeah, it, it's, it's a big way to bounce back. Take that back. One of those weeks I volunteered to pay and be the loser. I actually won, but it was by like half a point or half a dollar. And then Because we know who we were going up against. We knew he wasn't going to cave in. Right, but I. Uh, but you came back. That's that's how that's what matters. It's how you respond in this in this. It's league. not how you start. It's how you finish. Usually, never mind. <laughs> and, yep, yep. I'm gonna leave that one there. <laughs> um, but we're on the next week. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That's about it on that one. Um, so. That was our weekly wagers recap. Matt won, I lost, and Matt won off of his second pick by taking Sparty to beat Northwestern. There was no coming back from that one. <laughs> so, that was a money line uh, that you could see coming a mile away. Yes, yes, you could. Plus four ninety, craziness. Boom. Um, but all right, let's get into it. Um, like I said, not the biggest week for college football. I mean, you had the Iron Bowl, but Alabama kind of waxed Auburn. Uh, all the teams kind of held serve. But the most interesting development from the weekend was Ohio State having their game canceled against Illinois, putting them in a very, very precarious spot right now, Good sitting spot. at 4-0. and So for those of you that don't know, to make the Big Ten championship, you have to play at least – a percentage of the max game schedule. So they scheduled eight games. So as of right now, Ohio State has to play six to make the Big Ten championship. They've already had this is their second game canceled. So if they but I mean it can it fluctuates if more games get canceled across the league, the 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 average drops. But they're basically in a situation where they can't have any more games postponed or threatened by COVID right now. Otherwise, they're not making the Big Ten championship, and I can't see them making the college football playoff if they don't make the Big Ten championship. No. 
So Matt, what's kind of your thoughts on that situation and how it's kind of playing out? Because we've said before that the Big Ten kind of left themselves no wiggle room, which is stupid on their end. But this is the situation that they drew up. This is what they have to live with. And Michigan has – I think Michigan's game this weekend is canceled. Ohio State has Michigan in two weeks. Ryan Day is still out with COVID. so He wouldn't be able of, to cope on Saturday. Yeah, there's a lot of layers going on right here. But what's kind of like your thoughts on it from yeah. an inside Ohio perspective? I'm just you're just looking at this and just number of games. Best case scenario here is you have a team who who would have seven total games, and then Alabama will have ten. Notre Dame will have eleven. Clemson eleven. Ohio State. Uh, Notre Dame's 11? Notre Dame's games can't this week is canceled, I believe. Uh, maybe not. They don't have another game before the title game? I think they have one more. Okay. It's just weird to be – because now you got to start almost looking at this as how many games did you play? Because I don't know. Yeah, you go 7-0, and but you play – the best team you play on your schedule is Indiana, and you play less games. I, I mean, I – as just a college fan, as just a fan of the game in general, I have I would have absolutely no problem if you told me that either Cincinnati, Florida, or an A&M are getting in over Ohio State just because of the number of games they played. I, I can't get mad about that. You're not you're you you have to make this as equal playing field as possible. If there's a team that isn't close to having an equal playing field or or accomplishment of what they did in a course of however however long a season went, it's just not. You're, you're comparing apples and oranges at that point, and I wouldn't have any problem with it. You told me, yeah, Ohio State can't get in because they didn't play enough games. How do you fight that? They just – the Big Ten fucked them, and I think you could get – as an if, if you're a player at Ohio State, you get really upset about the Big Ten. But that's about it. I mean, if you told me they weren't going to make it, and if we fast-forward three weeks and they're not in, I'd be like, I, I, I get it. I see it. I understand. Yeah, I mean, if they play the max amount of games still left on their schedule, that puts them at seven and zero. I can't say that a seven and zero Ohio State team with one ranked win, to, I guess two. Penn State was ranked when they played. I think yeah. two ranked wins is better than a one loss A and M, an undefeated Cincinnati, or they're not better than an undefeated Cincinnati if Cincinnati comes out. I I'm saying it. Or if oh. Let's say Clemson plays Notre Dame in the ACC championship game and loses on the last second field goal. Are you saying that an undefeated 7-0, and not tested Ohio State team is better than a two-loss Clemson team that's lost tight games to Notre Dame? In that I situation, like- I think, yeah. Because like they've had their chance and they've played them there and then in a neutral site and lost twice. I'd be like, all right, like it's not your year, but I still. Yeah, but you know, think- you know, the committee is going to say, well, they played at Notre Dame without their starting quarterback and lost in the overtime. I don't think the committee is saying that. I don't think the committee would have a hard time saying Clemson's not in at that point. I really don't. Not with the teams that are behind them. So would you say uh, a undefeated Cincinnati team is better than a two-loss Clemson team? Not better, but more deserving of being in the title game or in the playoff. Because I don't. Okay, think so he, let, let, I, let me I, rephrase that. That wasn't game. a good. I don't, yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't a good phrasing of the question. So, would you say a two-loss Clemson team or an undefeated Cincinnati team would give a better shot in the playoff than a two-loss Clemson team to an Alabama, or would you think that Alabama would just smoke both of them? No, but I'm my argument here is Clemson has gone up twice two times against teams that are in the playoff or a team because it would be Notre Dame twice and lost twice. I, I don't think that's – that's not a good comparison. I think at that point the argument should be would you have a problem seeing A&M or Florida and Cincinnati 
in front of both Clemson and Ohio State, and I have no problem with that. A two-loss Clemson and Ohio State team that didn't play enough games, absolutely. Put one of, put one of the two SEC teams and Cincinnati in ahead. Well, they're not. If if Bama runs the table, they're not going to put Florida in because Florida would have just lost to Bama in the SEC championship right. game, and SEC and A and M already got smoked by Bama. So, and I mean, I honestly, I don't think A and M has gotten that much better since no. the that's the true. Florida I forgot. Win. I forgot like the about the Florida win was the Florida win was good, but it was a last second field goal. Like everything broke their way on that last possession. Yeah. They really had no business winning that game, and they haven't looked good since then. So, like, if you're limping into, like, the last game of the season, you're not having a conference championship game, and you've already gotten smoked by the team that you're probably going to play in the first playoff game, right. I don't even think A&M is in the discussion. Like, yeah, they're ranked number five right now, but I think they get leapfrogged easily. Let's do this then because, you know, I think we've done this – Already, we've kind of done the hypothetical battle, and you can do it, and you can kind of. We're along with every single person talking sports right now, doing the hypothetical. Why don't we take a second? Why don't we both? Why don't we both say what we think is going to happen moving forward? So we fast forward to the selection show. I don't care about the records, but where do you think? Where do you think this all shakes out, like, and all settles when it's all said and done? I mean, I think it settles the way it is. I think Ohio State plays the rest of their games. I think Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, and I think we got Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. But I would, I would one thousand percent keep Ohio State behind both Clemson and Notre Dame. I wouldn't just jump them up to number two because they're undefeated. Because comparing the their strength right. of record, strength of schedule, and how they've looked. They are by far the fourth best team in that top four. But how 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 do you think it's going to shake out? So Florida and Bama play in the title game, right? Like that's hundred percent, right? Like that's what's happening in the SEC. I believe Florida locked up the East. Let me just confirm. Uh, if Florida loses one more, I think maybe Georgia can sneak in. But let me let me confirm. Hold on. Well, Bama still has to play LSU, right? They're still pl- they're playing that game before the title game because it got delayed or postponed. Did they reschedule that? I think it's this weekend. It is. Yeah, it's this weekend. But do you see? I mean, I don't see. I don't think that game is competitive at all. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. But they have another game, so they'll have ten games. I just want to. I just want to see what the play like the Bama's. You know the kind of the the class of this year. It seems so far, and they are going to be ten and zero. And it looks like Notre Dame will be nine and nine and zero or eight and one, and then Clemson, same thing. I, I don't know. I I gotta be honest. I think Notre Dame beats Clemson. That's what I think is gonna happen. And I think Clemson's out. You got two cracks at them. Not the most fair in the entire world, but you got two cracks at a playoff team, and you lost both of them. I think you're out. And I think that's okay. Yeah, if if Clemson loses, if Clemson loses again to Notre Dame, they're out. But I don't see them losing to Notre Dame again. I I can't physically see it happening. I don't know. It's been but a weird year. I look, I wouldn't look, be surprised. If looking at the SEC, it's it's more likely that. I mean. It's pretty much set, but Bama, if they lose, then they have one loss and so does AM, but Bama has the tiebreaker, so it's like yeah. you know, it's it's pretty set that it's Florida Bama. Yep. Um 
But okay, so you see Clemson losing to to Notre Dame again. So who do. who do you have in that fourth spot? Do you have it Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then who? A and M, Cincinnati. So back up because I I don't think Ohio State plays all three of the remaining games. Okay. So you're saying at least one more gets canceled? Yep. And then I think you're looking at a team that's played six games all year because they're going to have to play a Big Ten championship game. They're just – whether they postpone it a week or whatever, Ohio State and Northwestern are going to play in that game. I don't think Ohio State loses any of the remainder games. I just think they get canceled. And then you have a 10-0 Bama team that you're kind of comparing as the class against an Ohio State team that's only played six games, a potentially undefeated Cincinnati. I don't know, man. When it's all said and done, I think it goes Bama, Notre Dame, A&M, Cincinnati. And I'm just... Like I, you can at me. You can bring. I'll, I'll have this conversation with anybody. I just, it's been that weird. I, it's been that weird. Four less games, and you're going to put them in the playoff. Four. I mean, I, I see the committee doing that over putting a Cincinnati team in because they're still putting them at four. So I mean, I, it's wild. I know, I know. I just. That might be like my dream scenario. Like I think it would be great. I Yeah. I don't know what those any, I mean, any of those games look like. I don't think anyone can cover Alabama's wide receivers. I haven't seen it I haven't seen it done yet. No. And I wouldn't hate Cincinnati getting in. I would love it. Like that would be great for the group of six teams. You know, I think it would be better for the playoffs to get one of those smaller oh schools God. in. But you're getting them in there to get waxed. It's okay. I mean, look yeah, at the first yeah. semifinal game over the past like five years. One of one of the games has been a blowout in each of them. Yeah. So I'm fine. I'm like whatever. It is what it is. All right. So the official MBFPI college football playoff top six reads how on December second, Matt. Alabama, Notre Dame. Clemson, Ohio State, Florida, Cincinnati. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida, A&M, Ohio State. Okay. I can't give it to the Bearcats yet. I need one more one more cancellation for Ohio State or another <laughs> loss before becoming, I give it to the Bearcats. Becoming my Ohio team. <laughs> more power to them. Um, but all right, let's wrap that up. So college football talk. Let's get into some NFL talk. Matt, for the first time in 200 years, the Cleveland Browns are not going to have a losing record. Yeah, it feels good. They Tell made that game. They made that game on Sunday a lot harder than it should have been, but you know, feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. So they're sitting at eight and three right now. Yeah, got a pretty decent, not too hard, favorable schedule coming up. Week seventeen against the Steelers, who might already have the top seed wrapped up because yeah, they're sitting at eleven to zero as of. Seven o'clock today because do they have reasons. the tiebreaker over the Chiefs? The Steelers, yeah. So even they, if they lose against the Browns and the Chiefs run the table, though, what happens? How's that? I think happen? it'll go to conference record, and then which, they just say. so then it would go to not head to head. Because the after conference, it would go divisional record, which would be the same. But then I think it would go to 
who you like common opponents, I think. Yeah. I think. Okay. Okay. I don't I don't know how that would work because they don't play each other. Um, they might have to win out. I think Steelers. the Chiefs are gonna yeah, I think the Chiefs are gonna win out. I mean it depends. It the, the Steelers have a much tougher schedule from here on out. They got Washington coming to town this week, Monday, because of COVID stuff. How did that taste coming out of your mouth? Hard I mean, I think Washington, Washington. I think Washington's going to win the division. I, Washington I, is going to win the division. They have nothing to lose. They have nothing to play for. They have nothing to lose. Why not? Like, Why nobody not? wants nobody wants to win that division. So it might as well be the team that had no shot coming in, right? right. Um, yes, yeah, so they got Washington Monday. Then they got the Bills. And then Cincinnati, and then I believe just after that they have the the Browns. Yeah, I think there's one more game mixed in there, but they have a tougher schedule coming in than than the Chiefs. So I I would think they probably have to run the table to get that one seed. Um, which I would if I'm the Steelers, I want that. I don't want to go to Arrowhead. I want the Chiefs coming to Heinz Field. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I think Washington wins the NFC East. The Eagles sure as hell aren't going to. The Giants sure as hell aren't going to. Daniel Jones is out for a couple weeks. The Cowboys definitely aren't. If the, the Cowboys, if they beat Washington, I would have put my money on them to win the division. The football team. <laughs> and if they win the division, they cannot take on another nickname. They just have to stay the football team. They have team. to keep it. It's growing on me. I like it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And the president, Jason Wright, said it's still on the table. So, like, why not? Just leave it there. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? But, all right, so let's get into it. The real story of the week, there was supposed to be it, – it's it's we hate talking about this, but COVID has taken over the NFL, especially this week. So, there's supposed to be a triple header on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Steelers-Ravens supposed to be the nightcap. St- Ravens had – the worst outbreak of all professional sports teams so far with COVID with half of the locker room getting it. Um, so NFL postpones that game to Sunday. I believe they po- pushed it to Sunday afternoon Yeah, because the Ravens just had too many guys on the COVID list. They couldn't safely, they, they had no practice time. They had no time to prepare anything like that. So NFL postponed it. And then they postponed it again to Tuesday. And then they postponed it again to Wednesday. Now, I if if you're just listening to that and you're saying, well, yeah, they got to get the game in. They got to get the guys safely in so they can practice and play and prepare. I agree with that. That all goes out the window when the Denver Broncos' entire quarterback room goes down with COVID from being close contacts with one guy that tested positive. And – the NFL forces them to play a game with no active quarterbacks bringing a wide receiver up from the practice squad to play quarterback and putting on the biggest shit show football game I've ever seen in my life. Yep. So if you, if I'm the NFL and I told Matt before we started, I'm going a little, I'm going to go in on the NFL. I'm going to go scorched earth because this is fucking horseshit. If I'm the NFL and I'm, I'm preaching, I'm saying, Hey, you know, we it's all about player safety. It's about getting our guys safe, putting a good product on the field, making sure they are able to be safe and carry out their duties as professionals. You can say that all you want, but when you bend over backwards to postpone a game six days and don't even think about postponing another game because of the same reasoning, you can't that that argument is gone. The only argument that you have left is the Ravens and Steelers makes more money for us than Broncos Saints. That's it. That's it. Nobody cares if the Broncos Saints game on a 4:30 afternoon that that was already going to be buried on, you know, the red zone shit like that. It's already going to be buried because you had Chiefs Bucks, you had a couple other decent games on. Nobody was going to care about the game regardless. But because it's Steelers-Ravens, a premier rivalry, two very marketable coaches, brands, Steelers are still a very good team. I mean, the 10-0, Ravens are still good fighting for the division. 
you're going to continue to push that because you're going to want to make money, get the most revenue you can. And they pushed it far enough that they had to push the following week's games. So now it was supposed to be Ravens Cowboys on Monday, I believe. Now it's going to be Tuesday. Uh-oh, guess who's now eligible to play in that game primetime? Your reigning league MVP, Lamar Jackson, who is probably one of the most marketable players in the league right now. So obviously you're going to bend over backwards for that team so you can make as much money as you can while still getting in front of our faces. Goodell got on TV at halftime and said, we're doing the best we can with getting guys safe and making sure we can play the games. And da, 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 player safety is all that. Fuck you. Stop. 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 That argument holds no water. You don't care about the player safety because you put a guy that had no business playing quarterback in Denver up there against one of the better defenses in the league, completely neutralized that game. Like Denver had no shot, no shot, right? The fact that they scored three points is a miracle in that game, but you're moving heaven and earth to get the Ravens. Okay. To play one game and then get your league MVP back for a primetime game against America's team. Mm. Well, old America's mm. team. Like it's so it's it's insulting to us as fans to say that they care about player safety and shove that down our face and you know we're we're all about contact tracing and testing and making sure we can get the guys safe and make sure they can play the games and make sure we can get the season in. You're not you're all you care about is getting those 256 games in. Don't Give us the spiel that you care about the players being safe and healthy and all that. That's 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 my rant. I I, I just I can't. And I've been on the, the horse that the NFL doesn't care about player safety for years now. Like it's it's not hard to hard to prove that, but it's even more so evident now with a global pandemic going on that they they're just trying to do whatever they can to make money, and it sucks. Matt, any thoughts? You're done. I'm done. I, 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 mean, I, I yeah, ran. I would have liked a little bit more emotion because I can see it in your face, but just, just let, let it out, Mike. Just get it all out. Get it all out there. I just, I got, I, I can't. I, I physically can't because it's just like I, I'm smarter than the guy that's just like, oh yeah, I got another football game to watch on a Wednesday, and I can bet on it. And da 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 da. Like, yeah, you could bet on this game. That's all the NFL cared about, getting a game on primetime TV yep. to get all of those ad revenues, all of that marketing money, all of those commercials, everything that they could to get that that bottom line taken care of so Roger Moneybags can keep stuffing his pockets and keep being a fucking asshole and shoving his employees down the rabbit hole of safe. And it's just like, like, why are we even doing this? Like, just don't postpone the games. Just say, okay, when our marketable players and our premier matchups are safe, we'll play it. Who cares? Like, at this point, who gives a shit when the games are played? As long as they're played to Goodell, that's all that matters. So are you more upset? He's going to put so many. It's not even more so about just the players. He's putting the personnel. He's putting the staff. He's putting the the office workers at the, at the facilities in danger by continuing to just be like, okay, we're going to push this. We're going to push this. We're going to push this. And I mean, 19 guys tested positive in six days. It's not 19. Like that's a, that's an outbreak. That's ridiculous. They should be shut down for 10 to 14 days, which is the, the guidelines, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not scientist, but the guidelines is 10 days and then two negatives. You had six days, and then those guys finally were able to fly to Pittsburgh, and two guys got popped on the plane today last night, and they still played the fucking game. If you think we're not going to get another fucking outbreak from Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the next coming days, you are fucking out of your mind. I like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get a lot worse. Are you more upset about the NFL's – just blatant lack of transparency or the fact that they're playing football. I'm more upset that 
little bit of both. I mean, so I, I mean, I'm very happy football's being played. It seems like they're doing a lot to make things safe. Like they're taking a lot of steps and the numbers per capita with guys in the league and, you know, employees is probably very small of guys that are testing positive and things like that, which is good. They're testing every day. It's things like that. That's great. But their lack of transparency with like their reasoning and their thought process and how they're handling each thing, they're not handling it. They're handling it on a case by case basis. They're not handling everything as if it's the same, which they should be handling it as one blanket. You test positive. This is what happens. It's not like a team by team who makes this the most money thing. And then it's just like they had so much time in the offseason to plan for this and come up with a formulated plan and get things in order for every single team. And they just didn't. They didn't. It's like what we said with the MLB. When the MLB finally got the okay to play the schedule, they had no idea what they were doing. We're like, you had this, you had so much time to figure it out, to map it out. So when you got the okay, you could do it. But they just they didn't. They didn't really think things through. And they're still saying they're not going to do a bubble for the playoff playoffs in the NFL, which is just so astronomical. Like, why not? It doesn't make sense to me. Why not? You can do it for the playoffs in the NFL. I feel like that's more doable than the entire regular season. Yeah. And we've seen that bubbles are effective. NBA, NHL, MLB, when they went to the bubble format, they're and we're in a different time of the year, so like the transmission rate is different. But their their numbers sank through the through the floorboards with testing. So it's like it's like be tr- more transparent. Just let us know that you're only about the cash grab. You're only about the money, and you don't care about what's going on. You just want to get the games on, ca- cash your paychecks, and deal with it next year. Just tell us that, and I'm good with it. But yeah, that's clearly not the case. I think now I'm done. Okay. I'm gonna play a little, anything. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here because with all of the resources and all of the personnel, I think the NFL has done a brilliant job of this. I, I said they I haven't said canceled the game. Right, because they're bending over backwards to get the games done, which is fine. That's fine. I have no problems with you postponing and moving and shuffling the schedule around to make sure that you get your games done in a timely manner, in a safe manner. And I think they have done a good job with testing and controlling the outbreaks and things like that. But there's also, there's these cases where it's like when you have 19 guys test positive, that's a quarter of your football team. And it's not just the, it's not just the players, it's the coaches, it's the support staff. It's the, so I don't know. And, they're so inconsistent with the penalties for not following the protocols too, which is also the thing that is really frustrating. Like the Saints have gotten fined so many times for not following the protocols, but I haven't seen anything coming out that the Ravens are going to get any kind of punishment when it's been made clear that one guy in that organization did not follow protocols, broke protocols. And he's the one that brought the infection to the locker. So just a little bit more transparency with what their actual goals are and what their systems and protocols are, because we get probably like the cliff notes of what they're doing to follow it. But I'm sure that there's so much more that we just don't know. Yeah. Well, let's move on, man. I think you, I, I, you hit, you hit the nail on the head with it from you know your perspective, your perspective, the entire world's been hearing about this for, for a while now. And they're probably, you know, everybody's probably real sick of it, but. I think it's a good good opportunity to push the ball forward, move on a little bit, um, and uh, go from there. I mean, everyone, you and I want to see sports played. We want to see sports played. And yeah. That's why we're here. And unfortunately, it's kind of muddied up and clouded, clouded down by – all kinds of other shit going on and it's yeah it's unfortunate um yeah and we want to see sports played but we want to see sports played where everybody is not at risk for something terrible to happen like great you're gonna have football injuries that happens bud dupree tore his acl tonight that's a freak injury that happens but with this sort of thing where you can kind of control 
whether or not it affects your team, your league, things like that, I feel like you need to do as much as you can. And I just haven't seen that from the NFL. I've they've done a good job, but for the money and resources and time that they've had to kind of formulate a plan and come up with something, I feel like there's just so much left on the table that they're just like, yeah, we could have done that. Or, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. A bubble? Yeah, sure. No, not, not for us. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's for, I, hate, I hate talking about it. We went so long on this podcast without talking about COVID. It was bound to, for it to finally break through where we had half of an episode about it. But it's just, I mean, all right, let's talk football. Let's talk actual football. So the Steelers are undefeated. The Chiefs are 10 and 1. The Saints are nine and two without Drew Brees. I mean, who is your? Uh, the Seahawks look great. Who who's your top five in the league right now? The Packers look great too. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of good football going on too. For all the things that are going on in the outside yeah. world, we're seeing some of the best football that we can right now, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. Give me your top five of in the NFL, not like AFC, NFC, but just your top five teams that you that you think are the best right now. A little power ranking, if you will. I got Chiefs at one, yeah. um, Steelers at two. And only reason I say that is if the Chiefs play the Steelers right now, next week or whenever they can play next, I think the Chiefs win. So therefore, I'm going to put them number one. Um, three. And give me the Packers just because Rodgers is still there. Saints at four. And then Yeah, probably the Seahawks at five. Yeah, but I I mean, just based on how you kind of pause at that, I think the drop off after four is pretty substantial. To Mads. I mean, yeah, I mean, and the team like five through eight are very good teams. I just think that the top four ish teams are have separated themselves so much from the pack that it's like. Yeah. I think it's those like would if, be the championship games. Of yeah, them. if if we're not seeing those four four teams play each other in the AFC and NFC championship, then something crazy has happened, or yeah. you know, one of these teams has been fool's gold, which happens. It's it, I mean that's the thing about football; anything can happen on any day. But I just think, like you said, the top four is pretty cemented, whether or not you have the Chiefs or Steelers ahead of one another. I mean, I would probably put the Steelers at, at one just because they're undefeated and that defense is ridiculous. I think that defense can actually give Mahomes as much problems as he's going to have. Um, and then Saints-Packers, I would probably put the Packers above the Saints because they beat them head-to-head. Yeah. And I don't know what Breeze is going to be like when he comes back. And I don't know what Sean Payton's going to do with Taysom Hill when he comes back. That's going to, uh, as much as they're going to say it's not a quarterback controversy, it's not going to be a problem. There's going to be some hesitancy one way or another. You know, like this is only on Breeze, a one year deal, right? I think he's done, like his contract's up after this year. Yeah. He's got a deal to work for NBC Sports next year. So. But, like, so say Breeze comes back and struggles in the first half of a playoff game. Is Peyton going to yank him and throw in Taysom Hill? Probably. Or is he going to just be like, it's Drew Breeze. He'll figure it out. Because he he didn't last year in the playoffs when Taysom Hill was balling out against the Vikings, and it cost him. I guess we'll see. I'm excited to see. uh, Couldn't be interesting. I would. I mean, you have nothing to lose. He's trying to win a game, and he's trying to win that last game of the season. You got to do it. You got to put your team in the best situation to win. And I I think that might vary on the day and how Breeze responds. Yeah. But I think for me, I'd probably, I might put the Bills ahead of the Seahawks five. Maybe. Maybe. Just because they beat them head to head. Maybe. I don't know. It's tough. I I mean, it's tough. That's that, that five, six, seven, that's you're splitting hairs, but yeah. I would, yeah, I mean, good. Back to your, your comment about Breeze and Hill. If they play in Green Bay, I play Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah. Just because you don't think Breeze can throw it in that cold air? Or do you think you're just going to be running the ball? It's cold, man. 
It's cold. He had noodle arm going last year towards the end. Yeah, but so here's my thing, though. Taysom Hill to that Saints offense, what has he shown with his arm that makes him that much more of a threat throwing the ball than Drew Brees? Because he's obviously he's the offense is much better when he's out there and running and he's a dual threat. But, I mean, he hasn't been throwing the ball that much or that well comparatively to Drew Brees. So, I mean, did you you know he's 30 years old, Taysom Hill? Makes no sense. Did did you do that mission trip or whatever they do at BYU? Right, but it's like we've been talking about him for like the past three years as like the next thing. And I'm like, hold up, he's 30. Like, He's, he's old, man. He's the thing, or he's, like, not the thing. He can't be the next thing at 30. I think he's their guy. I think, I think he's trying to find somebody in the draft. I don't know. Taysom Hill, or Sean Payton's been saying he's the guy once Breeze retires. He has to. He's got him on the roster. He's got to stay. And, the, keep and they're happy. paying him a lot of money. He's making a lot of money to be a personal protector, tight end, quarterback, uh, wide out, <laughs> running back. Whatever it takes, man. Um. But all right, also give me your give me your dark horse team that's kind of flying under the radar that you think could make some noise. Maybe not like go all the way right now, but like you think could ruffle some feathers in the playoffs. And I know I I had this all queued up for this week. I was gonna say the Rams, and then they go and just blow a tire. <sighs> and the Cardinals blew a tire too. I know. Um, just based off of how they're built, how the team functions, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. And we'll see. I mean, there's no crowds. There's not going to be any crowds in the playoffs. And we all know what happened in that game last year with the Chiefs. And KC's just on another level. So I don't even know if it matters. But, yeah, give me the Titans. Yeah, I like the Titans. I and for me, I'll say a team that might not make the playoffs, but I think it's going to be very like tooth and nail from here to the end of the season. Don't sleep on the Forty ers man. No, they're starting to no. get healthy, and that defense looked phenomenal against the Rams, who yeah. everybody was anointing them the like the great offense and like a start a Super Bowl contender, and they very well still are a very good team that could make a run. Niners are getting healthy. They got some guys back. Nick Mullins is managing the game. He's not going to lose you. He might lose you a game. He's not going to win you a game. He's going to get the ball in his playmaker's hands. And if you can put up 20 points with that defense as they get healthier, you're in a good spot. Yeah. So, I mean, watch the Niners. And then, I mean, yeah, the Titans, the Colts. Can Miami beat the Titans? If the playoffs started today, then we have to play the Titans. No, I don't know who's playing quarterback for Miami if, I know. if the you playoffs started Miami. today. I mean, they said two was the starter, and then he hurt his thumb and Fitzpatrick. I mean, they played the Jets. Yeah. So let's not get too crazy. But like, the Jets. I don't know if Fitz or Tua beats that Titans team. I don't think so. I don't either. Tennessee's in a good spot. They don't, I mean, because the structure of the playoffs, they wouldn't they wouldn't have to play right now where they're at, they wouldn't have to play Kansas City or Pittsburgh until second second game of the playoffs, right? Yeah, because the top seed is getting a bye, so you're playing six wild card game or three teams. Yeah, six teams are playing on wild card Sunday. So your Tennessee wins what are they, the three seed right now? Yeah. They're probably playing the two seed in the second round, which is either Pittsburgh or ten or Kansas City. Yeah, they already played. They played Pittsburgh tough. Arguably, should have won that game if Gostkowski wasn't having like a meltdown year as a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's missed like fourteen kicks. I don't know how he's still the active kicker on that roster, but you know, whatever. He's got some dirt on uh, Vrabel. I mean, he's also four-time Super Bowl champ. So I mean. I hope it. It's also oh. kicking in the NFL. You want to have a guy that you can count on, I guess. It's true. It's important. Uh, who knows? Ask the Bears. Uh, 
That was a nice Johnny Dyke. Double, Double Dyke. Shout out good the better days. Um, sorry to our Chicago listeners. Your team sucks. I'm not sorry. The Bears Your team suck. sucks. So do the Eagles. <laughs> so. Yeah, but the Eagles still have probably a more realistic chance at making the playoffs than the Bears. They're do. probably going to make the playoffs. Like, it's going to – I I don't want it to happen. I'd rather them just miss the playoffs and <laughs> get a top 10 pick and try and figure things out and fire Roseman. And what do they do at quarterback? Dog. What do they do at quarterback? You, I think you keep Wentz. I don't right. think you get rid of Wentz. I just want to get you fired up again. No. You keep Wentz. I think Doug either needs to be gone or bring in an offensive coordinator that's actually going to call the plays. Hmm. Because he's been calling plays for so – like. We're getting me into it. We're getting me into yeah, it. I know how to rile up my co-host. You do. You do. But it's – I mean, I don't think you give up on Wentz. I think Doug is losing sight of what the team is. Like, they're third in the NFL in rush offense, and they ran the ball eight times against the Seahawks on Monday. That's not good. They're 31st in passing, and they threw the ball 45 times against the Seahawks. Dude, Jalen Hurts is the answer. That was the dumbest draft pick I've ever seen in my entire life. You and I were watching it live. I still, that was so funny. Oh, you think Jalen Hurst is dumber than J.J. Arstega-Whiteside? With A.J. Brown and yes, D.K. Metcalf still on the board? I think it's I think it's dumber. I think it's dumber. Yes. I mean, we could, t- we could go through all of Howie's picks in the last 10 years, and they're all stupid as fuck because he – So, wide receiver pick – with those guys on the board was not good, but I don't think it was as dumb as taking Jalen Hurts where they took Jalen Hurts. It was stupid. You created a quarterback controversy where you, you didn't created problems. And they're not going away. I mean, once it's, once it's locked up for four more years on a big contract, Hurts is on his rookie deal for three more years. Hey. Nope. The thing that frustrated is they were like, oh, he can be our Taysom Hill. Okay. Unless, here you go. You trade Wentz to Indianapolis for somebody, and then you get Aaron Rodgers when they don't make the Super Bowl, and Green Bay does not pick him back up. And you just dump Hurts because that was dumb. But you're All right, this has been three walls in the field. That's fine. Uh, we can wrap up that. That's a hot take. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was the hottest of takes. Mike's going to go play with himself. <laughs> I'm not. That, there's, I don't see any of that happening. But, sure. We'll play with it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Matt, always a pleasure. Uh, stay well. Say, did you just say I'll play with it after I said you're going to go play with yourself? We'll play with that idea that you just put out there. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers to the Eagles. Just finish the podcast, dude. <laughs> I don't know if I can after that. Like, Just that's, end the, it. that's fucking unreal. Just Aaron Rodgers to the Eagles? Yeah. This has been through Austin to BLP. Stay well, stay Rodgers. safe. We'll see you guys yeah. next week. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers to the fucking Eagles. You son of a. Let me.